okay. So, we'll start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pajama, Pajama Party Podcast. Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Tanya. And I'm Annika. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're, we're here recording once again in Tanya's bedroom. It's 10.30 on uh, Sunday, December 1st, and we're all in our pajamas. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Super cozy, extra warm, ready to go. Yeah. Um, we haven't recorded in like a really long time just because we've been busy with work, work and figuring out our lives and all that good fun stuff. So... I know I'm I'm happy to be here with you two again, uh, doing our thing, having totally. a pajama party. A pajama party. Making a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like low. Yours? Yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna raise it now. It's still low, I feel, but do you want to put it, it closer to you? It's fine. No. We'll fix it. It's no, it's it's good. Not you yours is low. You don't want to put low? it closer. It's it's fine. It's not bad. They're like just hitting them. Let's just raise them up. All right. So are we good now? Yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Like don't was, be sorry. Yeah. We'll just I'm just wondering if we're good now. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, what are we talking about? I'm today? on talk, ladies. <laughs> We are talking about the elements. Um, this is the ele- the beginning of the element series, right? Yeah. And yeah. I can't remember if it's the beginning or the end. Well, oh wait, this is the end. This is the end. So we've had a fun t- few weeks talking about um, fire, water, and air. Yes. And this Lovely week. Lovely job. Lovely job, <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this week we're going to be talking about earth you know, the thing that brings all of this together, um, the reason we are here. So we have a lot of different perspectives and, you know, parts of the story to tell. So I'm really excited to start this journey with you guys or end this journey with you guys. Yeah, we're pre-recording this um, <laughs> just because we, we have like crazy ass like schedules on like in fucking Phoenix. Fucking. So... We got one night to tell the story. The story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I love that. That's how every story about Earth should start. It with, should. Like, the destruction. Some grandiose like music to enter it. I feel like we've said this before too. Like we need to have like some crazy ass. Some like um, what's it called? Like not encore, but like a fanfare. A fanfare. <laughs> for oh, us fanfare? yeah a whole ass fanfare <laughs> it's like um like what's on star trek or star wars like the oh. the theme song oh, kind yeah. of like the it's like repeated like, it's like repeated food for the fans mm-hmm. like you, know like you start mean? singing and everybody who's a fan is like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let's go so that's okay it's, like, <laughs> it's probably not the right definition of a fanfare but like in 2019 that's what I would think a fanfare is. I hope the Pajama Party podcast theme song becomes a fanfare. Yeah. Hey. Yes. <laughs> it's our fanfare. Hell yeah. That's what I've heard too, that like sound is very cru- like crucial in distinguishing things too. No, mm-hmm. Not just like 
you know images and stuff but like you know you there's certain sounds that remind like every every like like every cell phone company if you think about it has their like little like jingle and stuff like that and it's like interesting like it's a good way to form in people's mind yeah. yeah some strong bonds made with sound i like immediately thought of like kim possible like, <laughs> yeah exactly no yeah that's exactly a good example an easy way to like code information is through sound that's pretty like pretty baller i like that. what's america's sound <laughs> i roll <laughs> i was looking for something sassy like that <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um. So tonight we're in our little pajama party. We want to go around and tell the story of Earth in like kind of a unique way. You know, I think we all like we're we're storytellers, but we want to like you know tell stories in our own way and just fucking. I don't know. It we sounds all, fun. We all right. have our own, like, way of saying, like, telling things. Like, we have our own perspective, but we also have our own, like, voices when it comes to storytelling. And so, like, you could be told a story, story A, one way, and, like, somebody else tells story A another way, and it clicks. Yeah, you know, we were kind of just talking about that with 1984, and, like, we all had, like, different percept- perceptions of it, but it was the same fucking story. Yeah, I feel. It's, like... Yeah, I think that's, like, important to recognize now that, like, everything is interpretive, really. And, like, kind of, like, why do people, like, you know, relate to certain things? Or, like, why why are, why are do some notes hit people and some notes don't hit others, you know? I think, and it's all based on experience, I think, you know? And just, like, what you've been presented with all your life and just like yeah it's crazy i think it's like important to at least like recognize that that you know everyone's gonna have their different perspectives like no matter what oh yeah especially when it comes to like earth right and like especially like i mean the creation of earth like damn how many creation stories have we heard in our lives right well on day one yeah that's true but at the same i was gonna say at the same time like there's like so much like universe like every religion is kind of universal in the end if you think about it and that's like interesting to see too you know that like as much as like people will have different perspectives there's always like certain elements Mm -hmm. that like everyone can relate to i think and lately like i mean all the time we like really focus on like Especially now with, like, identity politics and just, like, you know, just always striving to be different. Like, we're always trying to find how we're different or unique from other people. But I think we should be, like, focusing on, like, what makes us, like, you know, similar, you know? What what connects us, you know? Like, we are alienating ourselves and, like, that's, like, stupid, you know? The The most beautiful moments of my life have been when, like... I, you know, connect with people and when my art touches people because, like, otherwise, like, what's the point of making art? Like, that's what me and my friend were talking about recently, just, like, you know, a success for, success for an artist is when 
you're able to touch someone with your art whether it's like one person or like a lot of people but if you're able to move someone Ooh, yes that's mm-hmm. like that's like all you need you know absolutely and that ties in perfectly with my story of how the earth was created and so you know in the beginning there was a flash of light mm-hmm. and energy radiated throughout the universe And in this energy, there was a system that was born, and it is what it is what we call the solar system. And (laughs) I got like, (laughs) and at the center of that solar system was the sun, and the sun gave birth to its children, one of them being the planet Earth. And here we are today on Earth after billions of years in the making we're sitting here contemplating our place in space and where we came from damn from an explosion to a podcast that's pretty crazy (sighs) pretty fucking wild but you mentioned like you know the impact of art in our society and like being able to connect people through art and i really wanted to like tell like retell the story um by my favorite astronomer and um, science educator, Carl Sagan, um, who was really great at like getting people connected to Earth and Earth systems um, through his art, honestly, his art of storytelling. And um, especially through like, I don't know, like, okay, so there are these two space probes, right? Called Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 that were casted into our solar system in the uh, like 1970s. And what's great about like Carl Sagan's input into these like um, probes is like that he made sure that there was like some sort of like um, hum- like human expression added to both of these probes um, with, like through art. One of the probes, I'm not sure which, I think it was probably Voyager 1. Um, carries a that record, gold disc, yeah, right? yeah, the gold disc, and it tells the story of Earth and humanity, and like gives a little bit of our backstory, you know, as people on Earth. But what I wanted to talk about, like mainly, is this picture that came about from Voyager One when it reached the outer edge of our solar system. Um, Carl Sagan proposed that we use the camera. Uh, on that spacecraft to turn back and take a picture of Earth so that we can all see what we look like from the edge of the solar system. And I think, well, in his book, um, Pale Blue Dot, he mentions that he felt that it was like super important for people to see the image of Earth so they can like understand like just like how, how like condensed and small like our civilization is and like the fucking cosmic ocean you know like we really need to like remember that that like we are uh, a mode of dust uh suspended on a sunbeam as he said which i love i really love if y'all haven't um seen the image of pale blue dot um we're gonna go ahead and share that with y'all because it's a super important image um yeah like images of earth through space like really help us kind of reflect on like humanity and just how connected and um you know borderless we are in reality i think it like humbles us too because like 
it is, I mean, as small as we are, it's like, it is perfection, you know, wow, like, you know, we're, all this is happening, you know? Absolutely. In this tiny little space in the universe, like, that's pretty wild. It's fucking wild. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, like, this passage from Playable Dot. It's pretty iconic. I'm sure uh, many of you have heard it before, but I think it's always good to, like, listen to, like, every once in a while. Like, it really touches me as a person, and I don't know, it just, like, shows the beauty of, like, how science and art can combine and, you know, I don't know, just, like, like you say, like, humble us and, like, get us connected to, like, the reality of, like, our existence. And, yeah, the, like, it was just, like, you know, puts us in our place a bit, you know? Okay, so here we go. Let's see. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our journey, or wait, the aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and every sinner in the history of our species lived there, on a mode of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscuring, wait, in our obscurity, <laughs> in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is only one world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate, visit, maybe, settle, not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is, there is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny little world. To me, it underscores our, our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. Yeah. I like that like I really like that idea like you know so much has fucking happened on this planet so so much like why don't we appreciate it yeah. like why don't we express like respect its elderness to us and like what it's sacrificed and given for us like it's literally just a dust and speck just, of dust yeah like in the rarity of life like yeah. mm-hmm. we we are the only living things quote unquote you know we don't know but we're the only living things we know in this entire fucking universe and yet we're here just fucking beating our mother to death like just not even yeah like (laughs) why don't we record like all these things have happened like and we don't like think about its potential you know like it like you know because obviously there's all this like crazy shit going down but like so much like more is possible you know we were given this earth like it's a gift Mm -hmm. you know it's a gift and we're not 
utilizing it really to our best potential that like benefits all of us like nowadays everyone's talking about oh well when we go to mars like why are we like just solving the problems here that's possible we don't need to go anywhere like and that's frustrating you know like how how we don't see our potential as human beings as you know creatures of this earth you know like everything we need is here everything and more and more and you know i don't know what's there's like so much you know bad faith you know for sure it's like what we what we do matters um if we care about our life because it is so fucking precious life is fucking precious like no matter what kind of life it is it fucking matters because it was so hard for that life to come about like there were so many conditions like against that life arising yet here we are enjoying our oxygen enjoying our water enjoying watching the sunset every evening and you know like what the fuck like how like it's just amazing like how like humanity like has has been able to kind of disconnect from that reality of the fragility of life and not really respect life itself like there's like a complete like disconnect i feel like that i don't know like human nature like how like how you know i'm like thinking now like we're disconnected but maybe we're disconnected because we know Mm. how precious our life is how small our universe is like we know this we know but maybe we're so disconnected because we know and we're willing to push the boundaries with that. Mm-hmm. It's very selfish. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to play the ignorant one because I know. Yeah, I still live selfishly. We all do. You that know? conceit that Carl mentioned. Because, like, know? dogs don't know. You know, other creatures on this earth don't know. But we have the privilege of being smart enough to know, yet we just... Know what, though, exactly? Like what we're doing to the planet, the the like not even just that though, like the vastness, recognizing like our our place in this universe. Like we know, like the people who you know believe in it, you know, um, scientists and all that. We know how important it is, and and some of us act on it, but like as a species, we don't do anything about it. We don't use all our resources to as best as we could, you know, even though we have the ability to. For sure. And, like, it, like you know, like, thinking about, like, people and, like, just how we viewed our place on Earth and, like, our place in, like, the universe. Like, for thousands and thousands of years, people believed that we were the center of the universe. Yeah. And that, like, dictated how we went about our daily lives because we felt that, you know, we deserved it all because it existed for us it all exists for us you know like mm-hmm. and like how does that shape like a person's mind you know like how does that shape civilization you know that's very true yeah because i mean i don't know a lot like that's why so many people are afraid of like evolution too like no 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 how could we possibly come from apes that's like but that yeah, there's like this like level of like elitism and like superiority that us as human beings feel like like you said we deserve everything. S- everything, but we do like, in a way, you know. But like, well, like uh, like what? It's <laughs> like, like yeah, we do deserve it's, this. It's, it's, it's cool. also just it just also 
puts into question what we value, right? And it seems like we value stuff and like power more than we value safety. And I think that's what makes animals like so much cooler and like kind of more like superior to us that they they don't really. I mean, yeah, like I mean they do. There is power dynamics within like animals and plants and all that stuff, but it's all like based on like being safe, you know, in their environment. You know what I mean? And us like. I don't know. We I feel like we like convolute power and safety, you know, and and that kind of makes us, you know, greedy. You know, we we become greedy because we think we need power to protect ourselves, or you know, whatever. We need money to like live a secure life and all that shit.、Mm-hmm. But what we need is like food and water, and like a nice home, which everyone could easily have if. You know, other people weren't like hoarding it. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. Um, this、yeah. is interesting to me. Yeah, like going more into like the rise of civilization.、Um, I've been reading a book called "Civilized to Death," and it talks about like the origins of like mankind and like the rise of civilization, and just how like Earth Earth systems influence. Civilization, of course, you know, like they go hand in hand because we are a part of Earth systems, you know, and how Earth systems like channel us, like before we were hunter gatherers, and then the climate changed and、mm-hmm. we couldn't live that way anymore, which like came to the rise of like agrarian lifestyle where people were farming and like domesticating livestock and you know. Controlling our food sources, and I think that's like where like civilization started to get greedy.、Mm-hmm. It's like in controlling our food and resources because they were like scarce.、Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that makes like. A- oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna add to that. Like now we like are doing the same thing over again because we are in this situation where we're also survival to the fittest. We're realizing our Earth is dying. And we can't live here forever, so we're planning on going to other, other planets to live. And it's like we're, it's just like greedy. It's so greedy because we we did this. Yeah, climate change is caused by humans. Yeah, we did this to survive, and in, and like to survive some more, we're gonna do this to another planet. We're just gonna leave behind our trash and yeah, do it to another. Like, and not so everybody, real, though, right? You know,、like, Wally's. So, yeah, and that too. No, not everybody. not everybody. But yeah, you're you're right, and I totally understand that. Like, I understand how we went from hunter gatherers and like to farmers, and then how like that kind of、mm-hmm. you know I always think of like space odyssey, you know, and like the、mm-hmm. monolith, and how like you know like you know the violence started when like these two like species of like monkeys or whatever they were like. Like you know, we're fighting for a water hole,、yeah. and like I understand that, but now we're in a level where like I personally feel that's not the case anymore. Where we have all the resources, we have all the technology to not have to fight for resources. Because I mean, we throw forty percent of our food, you know, and a lot of people use this argument that it's oh, it's overpopulation, it's overpopulation, and I think what it is more is overproduction, you know, because I mean. Based on capitalism, like we're producing so much shit that we do not need. You know, we do not need like half the things in this room. You know what I mean? For sure. That's like yeah. That's like an interesting thing to go into is like how civilization has shifted with like that in mind. You、mm-hmm. know, like yeah, and I, and like I said, I understand how like that's changed our like 
minds and like made us into this way but I feel like understanding this is a beginning to changing it like we now we have the potential we have the intelligence we have the you know the evidence to like actually change it you know and that's what I'm striving for yeah dude it's it's wild because it comes down to the distribution of power right? and, and wealth and resources yeah I mean yeah. power is kind of yeah, I mean, because like it's, I mean, in a capitalist system, like the like, we're, like the means of production are controlled by by like the bourgeois, by like, the bourgeois, yeah, the yeah. people like the the people who have fucking money and yeah, well, yeah, by money, yeah, the, mm-hmm. like one percent. Yeah, that's it's pretty wild to like think about that, like that, like how dramatically. Civiliz- civilization has like shifted to prioritize like the exchange of like money like, yeah exactly like money we don't need money really Wait, but that's mean... somehow that's what's controlling all our resources and that's what capitalism is you know yeah um, um, a world driven by money for sure for sure <laughs> it's wild it's like that like that being like the reality that we're living in like that blinds people i think like because you can't even really think outside of that because you're struggling like to make ends meet and like you know i mean we're living in the fucking united states of america like and we're like hella privileged to like be able to create art and like sit down and talk about like our economic system and like reflect on these things you know and like i don't know like I wonder where that will take us in the future. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The future is, you know, open for interpretation, I'd say. Oh, yeah, it always is. <laughs> like, we, who knows what's going to fucking happen. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. I, I'm pretty optimistic. I feel like it definitely takes a lot. And it probably won't even take our lifetime, honestly. And, like... But I think it's possible to to to, to reach that utopia. I know a lot of people disagree with me. And, like, everyone always tells me, like, no, it's human nature to be greedy and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I think the system's made us that way. Because we forget, like, the reason, like, the human being you know happened was because we were communal you know that's how we we you know fucking push through the push ice through. age <laughs> and yeah exactly push through and compared to other animals because we were working together you know like that's what like language that's communal you yeah. know it's like we I forget was, all these things i was also like watching some shit i don't even remember but it just talked about how Oh, it was, like, some National Geographic thing on Disney+. Plus, <laughs> But it was, like, it talked about, like, how, like, humans are the only, like, animal that, like, need assistance during birth. You know? It's pretty interesting. That's true. But that's pretty, like, mm-hmm. you know, now we still need assistance during birth, but... But everything else. <laughs> <laughs> everything Hold else. my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need assistance through life. I love community. So, I have a lot to say about our future relationships with Earth, but did we get through the earth systems yet 
Is religion, that, is that where we transitioned? Like, so you did your part? Oh, yeah. I, I thought, yeah, I thought we were, like, kind of, like, talking, like... In general about everything? Well, yeah. about Earth systems. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if we have anything else to say before I go into the future. Do you have anything else to say about Earth systems? Um, no, just, you know, I don't know if, like, I've... I mean, it's been such a while since, like, we talked on this podcast, but, like, through these past months, uh, I joined a political party... It's a Marxist revolutionary party, and I think like, m- like for me, like Marxism has really helped me understand Earth systems and uh-huh. like stuff like that. And Marxism is essentially this idea that like you know just yeah the, the social conditions around us, you know, affect how we think, affect about you know our values and stuff like that. And because everyone thinks it's like this di- dogmatic view, and it's not. It's like just looking at the world through a lens where it's based on like historical factors and um dialectical factors which is just you know just you know what 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 like the roots of everything right and like i think there's a root to everything you know there's a root and i mean we're talking about this now you know the like that's a a great example how we went from hunter gatherers to you know um um our agrarian agrarian and you know stuff like that so i don't know like for me i mean i can't really just like summarize it but i think yes like, you can I'm well i mean i already <laughs> did you know yeah, and that's yeah. what like marxism is you know looking looking at the world like he he quoted this like i don't know i forgot like what his quote is basically but like it's basically like the like people study philosophy like the, the idea like we need to study philosophy to that's not the quote, but basically he says, like, we need to understand philosophy and study philosophy in order to change the world, you know? And, like, that's very true. It's not, like, things are set in stone, and I think we think like that again. Like, yeah, because everyone always gives me that argument, like, oh, but human nature, survival of the fittest, like, we're just naturally greedy, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm like, well, why can't we, like, let's change that? Because that's first not true, you know? We were shaped to be greedy. Right. And, you know, second, like, we're human beings. Like, you know, we fucking build space rockets and we can't, like, distribute our, like, resources in an efficient manner, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, you know, us, like, being, like... Selfish. Se- yeah, <laughs> ignorant. And, and not, not even ignorant. I think it's just, like... The unwillingness to, like, the unwillingness, yeah. yeah. And because it is going to take a lot of work, you know? And... But it's not impossible, you know, like feudalism, when people were living during feudalism, I'm sure they thought the same things like, oh, no, like there always be kings and queens. And then there is a revolution, you know, it's like I just like a lot of this. And I think this is a great transitioning is understanding the past so we could envision a better future, you know, because like it's just like you as a human being, you know, you learn so much about yourself when you process your past. And it helps you, like, be a better person for the future. And we could do that on a larger societal scale, you know? But, yeah, Yeah, like, what do you imagine for the future, Anika? So, um, there's a lot of things to put into account when it comes to, like, just telling a story about the future, you know? We have everything from our past to learn from it. I mean, with anything, with, like, storytelling yeah you tell something based on like what you already know so 
you know, just like talking, listening to you guys and like your perceptions of the past and the present of the planet. It really, you know, there's a lot of different routes we can go. Um, we've done a lot of degrading yeah. to our planet, um, you know, just since living like you know, <laughs> fire is like you know, damaging the planet, you know. Well, we fire is natural. It is natural, but we make it unnatural. You know you what know? is yeah. new and like, oh, go, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say what's new now that, like, I don't think people think about much is, like, we have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and all this, like, you know, electric magnetic. Yeah, in our air systems. In our, like, space. And, like, I feel like that's going to affect us somehow. Yeah, like, I was listening to NPR and they were talking about, like, we know radioactive waves cause cancer, but we don't know what else it does. That's just one thing that it does. Like, there's other things that it could do not just to us but to our surroundings or to you know the universe or to the you know pulling magnetic you know um sorry what i'm trying to say they're saying like you know the amount of like magnetic waves we're we're using when we're using like wi-fi and stuff could be pulling like craters towards us or something we don't know we don't know um I mean, we don't know, so... You know, like, it's only been a few decades that, like, we're doing this, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're, like, on our... Like, that's gonna affect us, dude. Oh, yeah. We're, like, retired old people. We're... I don't know. I feel like we're all gonna go blind or some shit. Well, yeah, yeah. I think, like, the (laughs) devices themselves will, like, change our our physicality in some way. But, like, the waves... The waves are a different thing. Because Mm -hmm. I don't think, like, the waves aren't harmful. Like... I mean, but like, they're there. I'm not saying they're harmful, but electric magnetic waves are there, dude. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're penetrating. How are they not harmful? Well, electric magnetic waves. Well, I mean, it's just like magnetism, right? It's just like, I mean, I'm not saying it's not harmful, but I'm saying like I don't think that like the the intensity at which we use them is like harmful. Yeah, you know, like, you know, it's just getting more like we move from yeah, like three G like to four G to five G. You know, same. like it's just pulling different things from the from the air. And it's, yeah, like natural, like malignant. I don't think I mean, it's we just don't though. know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. I don't know. Well, do. I I kind of kn- like know because at my job, like there's like well, I work for like these older like meditation people and like how they were like well, one of the men like I guess he like researched it and stuff and now like all like wi-fi and bluetooth is like fucking with us and stuff and like now he him and his wife don't have like wi-fi like in his home and stuff and how he was like suggesting that for the office but everyone was like dude we can't like work without wi-fi get a different job (laughs) well no he's the owner but like he's really cool like enlightened person i mean he's a meditation like master whatever well the thing is is that we don't know what's harming us until after after it's harmed us and that's what i'm trying to get at like we're doing all of these things with our technologies and our infrastructures that like just because it we learn something and it works doesn't mean it's a positive thing um so there's a lot of newness to all this technology. yeah like it yeah. could be nothing it could be nothing but it also could be something very bad and we just don't know it yet because Fucking we haven't had time dude. we haven't had time to really research the effects it has on us or the earth or whatever else it may have effects on um but like the big thing is is that like I'm earth pro-wave, I'll do it. huh i'm on pro wave well <laughs> just because like you know like these things like i just want to say you know like these things like run on certain like certain frequencies it's yeah. not like necessarily like the type of like wave you know it's like 
they're just like running at different frequencies okay you know i'm just i'm just saying you know like, you probably know more than me i'm just like just talking so. i'm like i can't articulate okay <laughs> <laughs> moving on please um but yeah like um, like the big thing is, is that even without all of these things, like earth is and was able to live without us. Um, but we're kind of just like making sure she doesn't in a way, like we're making sure we can live off of the earth. Um, yeah. Well, can I just like interject again one more sweet yes. time? <laughs> like the earth's death is inevitable. Yeah, it like, is. The earth will die. I, I, yeah. You know, just, you know, you know, um. But the way we live does matter, regardless of that. Like, I mean, fact. we can, like, slow it down a little bit. I know, I we hate can... when people say that, like... Well, no, no not, not say that, but... Not that, but, like, people use that argument, well, the world's gonna die, so that's why I could be a fucking dick-ass, like, consumer or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's we're like, all gonna die, but doesn't mean we need to, like, eat a shit ton of food and yeah, get, and, like, and diabetes and, food, and, exactly. and, like, make it like, worse and faster. We, we, we could have the most beautiful, like fleeting lives yeah. you know healthy you know like actually be living within our minds you know mm-hmm. like and not like stressing using over our resources bullshit, responsibly you know? yeah using our humanity responsibly instead of yeah. stressing over all of these like i just imagine lives. like a beautiful like life like, like a green life i always like you know clear. i always like think about like all the things i'm stressing about i'm like damn all these things i'm stressing about are like unnecessary bullshit, at you know? all imagine if people weren't stressing out like what the fuck kind of future you could imagine yeah. I mean, like the solutions you can come up with like to the issue of our earth's inevitable death like if we vast. weren't worried about like how yeah, fast we need like, to get cool, to work well let's or... make art you know while we live let's make a wormhole bruh like some <laughs> shit honestly like, like I, I like you know Phineas and Verb vibes you know like Verb you know what I mean like you know how they'd yeah, always like just be like oh well I'm gonna make an amusement park today like yeah cause they're we're like healthy that. well have the time and ability. Like, yeah <laughs> All the resources I need because I, I mean, just yeah, need the it's earth. not realistic, but you know what I mean. They so, were like living in the present. Like we're not living in the present right now. We are very confused. But um, take us, take us, Sonic. I'm yeah. trying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just bouncing off your ideas. No, I know. Okay. I know. I'm like, wait, though. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, I like wrote down like I was just like you know thinking like industrialization and all of that like humanity is is really poisoning the earth mm-hmm. um and like when you're being poisoned you have two options you take a pill or you take a pill <laughs> or you die oh so three options. so three options but like you don't want to die earth doesn't want to die we don't want the earth to die um so we take a pill there's the red pill and there's the blue pill um which goes back to what you were saying earlier like we have options it just it depends on how we move forward with them mm-hmm. um so like thinking of all of these books i've read and movies i've seen these stories that have been told to me about what's gonna happen after the earth gives up or after we destroy it or it dies um you know it we have stories such as like the ugly series uglies pretties um I forgot the other one. Specials. Oh, um, yeah. The ugly yeah, the specials. Ugly Series. Um, they talk about kind of like, there's like these perfect cities and then there's like the outside. Um, what's it called? The, the Terra Incognita. Something. Um, the Wastelands. The Wastelands or something. Well, she's talking about yeah. this like one series. Yeah, like, no. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of like the hun- Hunger though. Games. Like there's like this outside world that you're not safe in and 
um they just they describe it in a way where it's still beautiful but they're so blinded by their idea of beautiful um from like actual beauty and like they're led to believe that it's not healthy out there and it's scary and nature is unnatural nature is unnatural and it's unhealthy and like they don't know they they only know what they've been told and it's been years and years like thousands of years since the destruction of america but anyway um and then we have like 1984 where like we're being controlled by the government but like we're not or or a society or whatever is going on we're being humanity is being controlled and that could be good but also they have no access to the outside world and so there is no ability to grow there's just what they know mm-hmm. um and then Play we have um stories like mad max where they're surviving in a total like post-apocalyptic world where everything is destroyed it's already dead and done they're gonna die eventually but they're surviving till the end um so back to that red pill and that blue pill so you know one pill is kind of like continuing to destroy the earth and you know pushing it closer further and further to um, death or destruction or whatever it's going to be that Dystopia. is our demise, you know, that leads us to this post-apocalyptic dystopia. And we can just push it and run it out until, like, there's no more and, like, so many people have died and the earth has died and there's just, like, a small few of humanity surviving. That's one pill we can take. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, the blue pill where we try to save the earth. We try to, you know... We, we build trees, we build trees, we grow Hell trees yeah. and, you know, destroy, <laughs> you know, um, those masks, what are they called? Like, Bring back the guillotine. And, like, make our own food and, 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 and respect the animals and the creatures around us and, and, like, you know, just use our resources responsibly and not, you know, selfishly. And we're in, in a world, like, kind of like the uglies where you have this beautiful world but we're not touching the outside world they're still able to survive on this earth because they're like stuck in these little cities and they're not destructing they're not disturbing the other side no longer destroying Mm -hmm. so that's like one thing (laughs) um but like either way when i think of like the future um what we're doing right now and what i see that we can we can continue to do is just like pushing the earth closer to death you know, but there are ideals out there and possibilities to like at least try to save some time on Earth, because um, like you said, Earth is gonna die inevitably. But like, we don't have to be the one killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we could. And we're still existing. Why can't yeah. we make our lives like? And it's beautiful, not our existence beautiful. Yeah, know? and it's not a bad thing to want to go and and explore the universe and live on other planets or whatever else. But we shouldn't be doing that to survive because we're killing our own. Like, I'm not trying to, like, shoo down, like, people who want to go to Mars or, like, you know, want to, like, live on different planets. Like, that's a really great idea because humanity does have the right to live. Like, we were created for a reason. But, like, we shouldn't be doing that just because we're, our Earth is no longer, you know, valuable to us. Like, we, we just can't live here anymore. Like, it's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, like the the rate at which we're destroying our own planet just does not, you know, align with our ability to develop some sort of technology yeah. that would allow very humanity capable. to get the fuck out of here. Like, oh, and silly. then just like you know the reasons why we're destroying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like we're like, like but I don't know. I don't. Th- I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like how everyone's life experiences really, but 
But we live in a world where we're just like grinding away, you know? And like, Literally. Still, like, even if our existence is short, like, it could still be precious. I think mm-hmm. it's more beautiful that way, you know? Like, you like, know, experiencing that, you know, like how fleeting life is. Like, I have like a, you know, pretty, like, you know, I don't know. I'd say like, I've like experienced like death, you know, very like you know closely and like and like to like you know i understand how fleeting life is but that doesn't make it any less precious you know, precious and any less like worthy of you know oh, it makes it the, more exactly precious. exactly yeah especially like we're the ones who are still surviving like there are not the amount of people who have been born on this earth that aren't here anymore like we should be trying to survive Absolutely. we should be thinking the fact that we're alive instead mm-hmm. of just living selfishly like mm-hmm. you know it's a if you can't do it for ancestors. yourself do it for your ancestors you know yeah it's, that's Absolutely. very true and um it's funny because you were like giving all these examples of like you know like books and stuff like that and i mean most of them are dystopian and like mm-hmm. i mean that's like the reality too i think most people are like pessimistic and like at the rate like the where the way we're going like dystopian futures definitely seem more you know realistic and stuff we're out of control but <laughs> um but um lately i mean i don't know because i don't know i'm really like into politics and like shit so like i get pretty like emotional and pretty like frustrated as a, about the things like how things are working and you know i follow like different like people that like talk about that and stuff and some girl was like talking about that too how you know it's just it's like it's it's hard you know to go about like when you see all this like ugliness um and but that somebody recommended her into like what's called the visionary genre somebody um this lady um kind of like she coined the term vision visionary fiction and it's it's like you know it's a genre now and there's like books out there that actually like you know instead of like focusing on like dystopians or focus on like utopian futures on mm-hmm. like in like because you know this it's like this idea that like you know nothing can be possible until we imagine it first and i don't know i just want to suggest like two like they're women first of all they're women so that's really cool but um i've been trying i've been like needing to read these books i, I just haven't had time to but like one is by Walida Imarisha, is her name. It's called Octavia's Brood, Science Fiction Stories for from Social Justice... Anywhere is it? Social Justice Movements? And, like, that title alone seems, like, really cool, you know? But, yeah, like, they, they're, they're just, like, short stories about, like, utopians and, like, how, like, how they got there and stuff like that and, like, imagining, like, crazy-ass, like, beautiful, like, worlds... And the second one is called The Left Hand of Darkness. And it's by Ursula Lequeen. So, yeah. I remember I went to Bookmans and, like, of course, I couldn't buy these books. So, But it's cool. I'll probably, like, just get them online. But I don't know. I, I just definitely think... feel like I read the Lequeen one. But I just don't remember, like, the plot of it. Just because, like, it took, like, a fucking gender women's studies and sci-fi. You know, mm. very interesting. Oh, yeah? Dude, you don't remember anything about it? You, mm-hmm. you read it? I'm pretty sure I did. But I just like don't remember because I read like thirty short stories. Oh, um, I, I think that was a novel, but yeah. 
But yeah, that, I mean, I'm sure you probably heard, like, I mean, I'm sure you heard of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Class, I just yeah. say, yeah, like, what's the plot? Like, do you know? Oh, I don't know. I just, like, I got recommended these. I'm, I'm recommending these to you, but I have not read the books. I just know they're, like, visionary fiction. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I just think that's, like, beautiful and, you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people nowadays are very, like, negative, very negative. I'm just, like, thinking about work, like, my work at the restaurant. Everyone's, like, pretty toxic. Like, it's a pretty toxic environment. And a lot of people, like, more than one person have told me, like, oh, yeah, you're going to you're gonna turn into an asshole here. Like, you got to be mean or else, like, people take advantage of you. And, like, I get that. That's, like, true, I guess. But also, I'm, like, no, you know? Like, I've been, like, nice to everyone. And, like, everyone loves me now. And, like, everyone, like, hooks me up, you know, with, like, favors and shit. Because, like, yeah, you don't have to be mean to get what you want. Like, that's stupid. And, like, that just makes you ugly and, like, alienated and, like, nah. And, like, it's just interesting how, like, culture, especially, like, Western culture and, like, capitalist culture has, like, made us that way like made us believe like we have to be like ruthless and like like out there for yourself because like it's a cutthroat like world and like blah 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 blah. you know what i mean well yeah that's not reality um for sure i don't know i i i don't know like i like to like like dive into like science and stuff just because it does make me feel hopeful about like what we can do as like a society and like i don't know there are a lot of great solutions out there there are a ton of like wonderful sustainable solutions for us to continue living on this planet and like Mm -hmm. live in harmony and like not fucking like continue this like disgusting cycle of um just like gather use discard and like never repurpose anything like you know like it's just a matter of time before we change our ways and it's it's gonna take like actual effort in like our everyday lives and our politics and our mm-hmm. fucking like resource use and being aware of like what's happening right now and like keeping to that like positivity of like where we want to see our like planet go you know like where we want to see like our society go because it, it is up to us at this point it is up to us like within these next few years it's going to be fucking crucial for us to yeah, you know be. step up and Start. fucking we're do it we're gonna have to like it's gonna be inevitable i think like we're either you know re- like gonna do it soon or we're, we're gonna be forced to like really think about it at least we'll just hope it's not too late like, yeah when i don't know. actually do i know. i suspect I a system's collapse <laughs> i don't know just <laughs> don't like know. like i see that happening where like this, like this capitalist system obviously inevitably collapsing in itself and then we're gonna have to fucking like pick up the pieces but like we don't need to fucking wait for it to collapse you know like it's called revolution and we're seeing that in latin america right now and like a lot of like places you know like and that's cool i mean the u.s has to get on that on that shit for sure yeah well earth is like a, a beautiful wonderful exciting tragic home <laughs> you know it's the only home we'll ever know it's Yo. like you know I, I don't think not in our generation yeah i don't think our age will ever see like the the plight of the flight of humans off the planet no. i think that's a little silly at this point unless some aliens come and like help us please where's jesus to. like my goodness <laughs> not here <laughs> Uh, Jesus, if Jesus, Je- Jesus if you're listening, he's in the subway. He's one of us. 
Jesus is Jesus. We are Jesus. I am Jesus. No, you, not, you, and I'm me, not. Jesus. We are though. Like we have to be like Jesus and like be a be communist. Good. Jesus was a communist. I wanna be. Judah. Have you ever heard that song? Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga is a gift to this earth. She is the god. Lady Gaga transmits signals that I don't know. Maybe we're not ready for her. <laughs> She's the alien.